0: And I invite real people to have vulnerable conversations about how they relate to themselves and what we can learn from that. In today's episode, I speak with Maxwell, who starts the day with journaling in poetry to build a momentum of awareness. Enjoy. Hey, Maxwell, so nice of you to join us.
1: Thank you for having me, Jan.
0: So for a bit of background about you, you are a storyteller, a filmmaker, and a creative, currently partner and creative director at Telescope Studios, with whom you help companies tell better stories. And that is awesome, because today we are also going to talk about a story, which is your story of self, and more specifically, how you relate to yourself. So the first question I would start with is very basic. It's basically just relating to self as a term. When you hear that, what does that mean for you? What comes up?
1: Relating to self, self, I think that the first thing I think of when I think of self is just, you know, what are the identities that apply to me and how do I define myself? I think um the selves that we have often are very contextual. Um, and they're very layered. So I think understanding uh, who I am and how I am and like, you know, what's prominent and real and alive in me, I think is how I define who I am as as Maxwell. And those identities and characteristics can change over time. But I feel like there are some kind of uh, key characteristics and themes that are pretty consistent. Yeah. So that's how I would just define self.
0: Hmm. And how do you relate to that self? How do you relate to those identities? And I guess, how do you navigate them for yourself?
1: I think that the way, I mean, have you seen Inside Out?
0: I have, yes.
1: Love that movie. One, love that movie. Two, I think there should be a sequel made for adults. Three, I think how I relate to myself often has like a variety of different characters within kind of my inner space. And so I, I have a, a way that I like to visualize it as I have a variety of these different personalities. They can be younger versions of me. They can be emotional versions of me. And, and these characters kind of appear at different points of times based on different interactions, different settings. And the way in which I relate to them is like you're it's kind of the way that I relate to a friend. And at any point in time, I'm appreciative and thankful about, you know, whoever shows up and letting that, you know, either version express themselves or let that version be heard. Because I think there's there's at least in my experience of myself, when I'm unconscious, those, you know, those versions of expression, they're out and they're in the world. And sometimes it's just for those versions or characters of myself to be seen and heard and recognized and being able to understand what's needed, I think, is a lot of the self work. Maybe it's not in letting this version take over and act in this space, but rather being able to acknowledge and appreciate and support. That's always a lot of the process of at least my process of development and getting to know myself better.
0: Hmm. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I can relate to that. Definitely. I'm curious about when you say understanding what's needed, how do you do that? Do you have like a specific routine for like checking with yourself and seeing what's needed right now? Or how does that work?
1: I think what's really helped me a lot is just kind of being more aware. And I I think maybe we touch on this later with kind of rituals and habits, but having more of a sense of mindfulness and awareness of like, you know, where I am, you know, how I'm feeling. And then with that, I think that allows me to understand a little bit more about, you know, what is it that I actually need? And if I'm unconscious, then I don't have that ability to discern what's needed. And then I feel like I'm in a much more reactionary environment. So like, then the world is coming in and I'm just, I'm not deciding, there's no choice, but when I'm able to, and I think that that's why I try and build habits in the beginning of my day that bring me into a state where I feel like I can be more aware, not only of my mind, my body, and kind of my soul, but when I when I start with that kind of intention, you know, my belief or my personal opinion is like you build momentum into your day, and then it's easier to kind of carry those th- those things because you've also set the precedent of what's important. If you order your day and say that the most important thing before I interact with the world is making sure that I set myself up with the right foundation, then as you go out into the world, you've kind of told the world how you're prioritizing that the first person that you're taking care of is yourself. And then I think that as you kind of carry that within, uh, your different interactions, your different environment, that's going to be reflected. And I always like to think of it as kind of this like physics principle things in motion, stay in motion. So if you set that motion beginning of your day, the likelihood that you can continue that throughout the day is quite high versus I think at other periods of my life, I was much more reactionary and it felt like I, I felt like I was out of control uh, in a lot of ways. So, I think that that's kind of how I bring my awareness and my consciousness into who I am and how I'm showing up.
0: Beautiful. I would love to come back to this later uh, to this idea of like starting the day in a specific way, but first, I'm I'm curious if perhaps you have a story to tell, since that seems to be your specialty, about a moment or a situation in which you treated yourself with so much kindness and compassion that you still remember
1: that now. Mm. I think, I mean, there's a lot of stories that come to mind. Just pick one. (laughs) Yeah. Like the one that feels the most relevant in particular is, so before moving to Berlin, uh, this was in 2017, I think one of the things that I struggle a lot with was just self-worth and a lot of kind of the the context with my own self-worth journey. I grew up primarily as like the only person of color in like typically white spaces. So I always felt like I had to prove that I was good enough. And often a lot of that came as a result of feeling that I needed to perform externally to also feel like internally that I could get the feeling that I wanted. And I feel like I I had kind of that order backwards for like a lot of the early parts of my life. So kind of continually trying to, you know, whether it's get professional accolades or personal accomplishments or like seeking others approval, like I was kind of in pattern, in this kind of pattern or hamster wheel, a feeling like if I could just do enough in those areas, then it'll make me feel like I'm enough and i think that really kind of came to a head in 2017 when you know i was working a job in la and i was in a relationship and i was i was doing all these things that on paper should make me feel like i'm enough you know i had a fancy job at a nice place that i was living you know, in a relationship on you know on paper it looks great but i just felt <laughs> i felt terrible i felt so bad and, and like i i just you know I mean, it kept getting worse and i just i would wake up And it would take me longer and longer each day to get out of bed. Couldn't figure out why. And then I would go to work and I would start like getting to work was one thing. And then actually being able to get the energy and emotion to go into the office was like a whole nother thing. I couldn't figure out. I could not figure out like what was happening within me. And I was like, and one part of me was like, well, you just have to try harder. You know, and like that was kind of the, you know, it was tough. You need to. And I think there was this point where like, I remember there was a day where I got to the office and we had these, you know, in the office that we had, we had these like kind of like little meeting areas for calls. And I just started having increased levels of anxiety. And I just sat in this little kind of like phone booth and I couldn't leave. I didn't feel like I had the ability to leave. And I was like, I feel like I'm having like a and this increasing level of anxiety, it felt like, you know, I was having this panic attack and I was like, oh my God, I've never experienced this before. And in that moment, I was feeling this overwhelming emotions. The whisper and kind of the background was just like, well, then you need to be silent. How can you be silent and listen? Because I hadn't been listening. All of these things were happening and I just hadn't been listening. And I kept trying to go faster and faster. And in that moment, I feel like I discovered the compassion for myself to understand what I actually needed. And what I actually needed was to listen. And when I started listening, I did on that day, for some reason, I was like, I'm going to meditate. And someone had mentioned like, uh, I think the app was like headspace, like, hey, try this out. And I was like, at that point, it's desperate. I was like, I'll try anything. Uh, so that day I was like, okay, in order to kind of get out of this state and cycle, like, you know, let me do this kind of meditation. So I did, I think I did like a 10 to 15 minute meditation and just taking that time and compassion to be like, hey, like, what is it that you need? Kind of kickstarted this much longer journey, which, you know, ended up me making all these changes and and being able to kind of realize, one, where is this coming? How did I get here? I think that's. Being able to actually understand what questions can you ask yourself to figure out what changes you need to make. I actually, for the first time I was, I allowed myself kind of the space and, and love just to be like, hey, what is it that you need? And that uh, helped me make a lot of changes. So I think that's the story that I can point to that really recently was a big chapter and big turning point in my life in developing a better relationship with myself.
0: Beautiful, awesome. Sounds really intense. to to be in that place
1: (laughs) but you know it's it's harder to make changes when things are going well and when you have this kind of intensity of experience it really i think sometimes it forces you to do some of the harder examining and yeah and then you can kind of come through that and then when you come through that you can also speak with empathy for other people who've kind of gone through difficult experiences so sometimes i feel like it's it's very needed
0: yeah it's like a blessing and a curse. In the same way, I can relate to the fact that, you know, a lot of my life has been difficult because of trauma. But at the same time, this trauma has allowed me to explore myself in ways that I could have never imagined, hadn't I had that trauma. So it's kind of part of who I am, it shaped me. And in that sense, we cannot not be who we are because of those difficult periods we've been through
1: and from these different traumas that have shaped you like what are some of the things that you've learned about yourself by experiencing that but also moving through that
0: that's a big question maxwell i think we need another episode for this (laughs) Perfect. but i would say one of the things i've learned that relates to your story actually is when you said You know, I had these weird feelings, I didn't really know what to do, and I kept going faster, you know, I I thought more, I need to do more, I need to show up, I need to go faster. One of the things I've learned through examining my trauma is that whenever something happens that I don't feel 100% okay with, the first thing I need to do is to slow down. And like you said, like to take space to listen, to listen what's going on. And that's something I I made the same mistakes that that you made, you know, when I was younger, I was just like, I probably need more. So I'm going to do more. I'm going to put myself out there more. I'm going to try to please others more and so on. And I just kept getting worse, really. So yeah, slowing down, listening to myself. Those were some of the key learnings, for sure. So after this beautiful story, let's go back to the way that you start your day because that sounded very interesting the way you say you want to create some kind of a momentum of telling yourself and the world like hey this is my priority this is what i will take into account as i go through my day and that's my awareness and the way i show compassion to myself so how do you build that what do you do to begin your day that way
1: yeah i love morning routines now if there was like infomercial that i could do on morning routines like i would be that guy now i really found it's worked so much for me and it used to be that even finding one thing to do in the morning was like a huge challenge and now it's just their habits and uh, I can kind of building habits. I think that maybe we can have a separate discussion about that, but my particular r- routines that i found that really work well for me is the ordering is, I wake up and I journal. And so with the journaling, it's a way of almost getting out what are the first kind of thoughts and lingering ideas or things uh, in the day. So it's almost a way of kind of like, I look at it as kind of like wiping the chalkboard. So there's, there's things that, that appear first after sleep maybe interesting ideas or lingering feelings or or things that maybe I process of the night. First thing, just getting those out, getting those onto paper. And so I commit those to paper. Sometimes that comes in the form of poetry. I also have found that one of the things that I kind of vacillate between is like the kind of like journaling style where you just kind of put things down, but also poetry in some ways gives me, I love the dexterity of language and also because it, gives me a bit more freedom in how I can kind of construct things. And I often find when I go back and I read my poems, other points in time, I can also see a bit more about the fullness of what's happening in my life. So I really like the journaling or the poetry. My second step is meditation. So from journaling, I move into meditation, which is just a quiet time just to observe. And what I have found is like uh, meditation doesn't need to be anything more than just an observation of who and what is happening inside. And so I spend time doing that. I always close out my meditation with kind of setting intentions for the day and also kind of like a practice of kind of thanking a variety of different people and things that have helped me get to this point. So that's kind of a part of my closing meditation. So the meditation, third part is working out. So I do some kind of physical workout. I like to do yoga because I think yoga allows me to slow down. I feel like Before it was like, you know, more like intense workouts. But what I love about yoga is, you know, you can still have the level of like physical intensity, but also it's intensity with intention. So I love that bringing different intention into mindful movements. And again, it's about building these kind of skills over time. And if you repeat them every day, you get better at them. So I think that's one thing that I want to improve on is like the mindfulness, the intention, and also obviously having the physical component is very important. And then I think the next thing that I do is I always read. It's like some kind of new information or some kind of like novel. that can be more informative or can just be like, something that's like fictional, like some way of just bringing myself into a new space and a new place to like engage with and kind of play around with. I know that's very important for me every day. And then the last thing that I do as a part of the routine is like a hot to cold shower. So do those four things, then hot to cold shower. Then I'm ready for the day. I can make things happen. And that whole process can take about two, two and a half hours. So I always I set my alarm for 630. And then I get up, and then I know I have time. So, and whichever of those activities needs more time that day, I have the time. I always find that rather than like, okay, I need to set a timer, thirty minutes for this, thirty, you know, it's like, okay, journaling today. Maybe that took a little bit longer. That's great. Then I can move to meditation, and then, and so I don't have the rush into the day again i feel like that's important for me because then i get to set my pacing it's like okay i'm in a flow i'm aware of like what's needed and then once i kind of hit the point where i need to go out into the external world i'm ready so that's my morning routine
0: wow very impressive maxwell i feel like we're speaking to like a black belt in morning (laughs) routines here (laughs) definitely next level i'm curious because one of the things that i struggle with with my morning routine is exactly what you say is the timing right and i guess that's a problem for many people two and a half hours in the morning it's a long time mm-hmm. and i heard you say that you put your alarm clock at 6 30. one of the things that i have committed to for myself is to never use an alarm clock anymore mm-hmm. that is incredible the the change that has made in my life the amount of like quietitude and calmness that I bring into my life by not having an alarm clock is worth gold for me. But so that means that sometimes I wake up very early, like 5.30 because whatever reason I'm awake, but then sometimes I wake up at 8.30 and then obviously I may not have two and a half hours to go through this whole morning routine. So I adapt my morning routine to whatever time's available. And I'm curious as to, for you, the getting up at 6.30 with an alarm clock, like what does that feel like? Is that not something that creates some kind of stress in you
1: mm, i think what started happening is that sometimes i'm already awake and it's just like mm. alarm goes off and i'm like okay i feel like i'm preparing for this thing so sometimes the alarm comes off and i'm tired and that's also when i give myself again i don't try to rush myself i know that 6 30 needs to start when the alarm goes off i need to start my process But if I need to like lay in bed and I also, I also give myself freedom to change the order. So sometimes what I'll do is like, I know that I'm a bit tired and I'm warming up for the day. So the journaling, the meditation, the reading, I can then say like, okay, looks like my body like needs a little more, more time before I can get to So it's just like, if I need an hour and a half to gear up, it's not like I'm up doing things. I'm like, okay, I'm like getting into it. Also, if I do the journaling, then meditation, really with the meditation, it's kind of like, just creating this sense of grounding. So I know that, may, and sometimes I meditate for like 30, 45 minutes. And for me, that's, it's like recharging and like kind of centering. And so, yeah, I think some days it's like, man, I'm exhausted and you just kind of fit what works for you. And, and to your point, if you know, there's certain activities that are important and then hitting those activities with the time that you have, I think, again, the thing that I, I feel like is most important is creating that consistency and trust with yourself if you trust yourself to say, hey, look, sleep is very important to me. That's why I don't use your alarm clock. I also know these other activities are important to me and this is how I'm gonna do it on this days. And as long as you're really building that trust within yourself, I think like what we're actually looking for is the results. Like what is the impact of your experience? And if you're having an experience where every day when you look back, you're happy with that, do it. And if you're not seeing that translate, then it's like, okay, can I experiment with some of these things? But net, when I look back on the day, I'm like, yeah, you did great. You know, (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Let's do it again tomorrow. (laughs) yeah. I think with anything, like with any of these things to try, like, you know, no guru or entrepreneur, whoever the person, people use, they're never going to tell you exactly what works for you. And the only one who can do that is you. So like, look at the results. What's the impact? Keep what work. Leave what doesn't.
0: Yeah, I love it, especially you mentioning, you know, you're building consistency and trust with yourself. Mm -hmm. That is so important in relating to self. Mm -hmm. And I have one more question about this. If people listening now don't really have a morning routine yet, Mm -hmm. what would you say is the easiest and best way to try to get into one?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So I thought about that a lot because I never had a morning routine. When I started, the biggest advice I would give anyone is like, Don't start with too many things. Start with one. Like when I started, I literally I started with one thing and I just wanted to build a habit. So there's a really interesting podcast on this. It's a Hidden Brain episode with Shakar Vedantam on building habits. One of the great things, like if you're looking to build habits, you want things to be as frictionless as possible. If you want to break habits, you want to introduce friction. So from that podcast, I tried and designed the most frictionless experience to build the habits that I want. So when I was trying to make sure that I journaled every day, my journal is literally right next to my bed. Alarm rings, the only thing I have to do is literally roll over, grab this thing, start writing. Like in my room, bed, journal's right here. So I just just have to get to this next step. And so what I encourage people to do is like, figure out what's the easiest next step for your habit. If it's working out as well, it's like, I do yoga on the floor. So the next thing is like, I have my yoga mat next to my bed. I just have to get to this thing. There's hardly any excuses that I can make between getting my arm out of bed and touching my yoga mat. So what are the different things that you can build uh, to make you know whatever habit that you want to build frictionless? And then just committing to one thing. So when I started with the journaling, I just built a habit of journaling. When I started, I think it was literally a month before before I was like, man, this journal thing, I got the hang of it. What can I add to it? And then I was like, okay, I'll add, uh, I think the next thing I added was like reading. I was like, I'm going to journal and then I'm going to read. And I just built the next thing. And so you look up in a half a year, like you've added two things or three things and then figuring out like, Hey, you know, maybe you want to move things in and out, but that's the biggest thing I would say, just like start small and then celebrate your wins. Like if you do it, just be like, I'm so proud of you. Like that's that. I mean, that's what I did. I was like, I'm so proud of you. And when I get done with the whole thing, I look in the mirror, I'm like, proud of you. Do the thing, celebrate it. And then it, it makes it easier for you every day to to know that you're the one encouraging it. You don't need anyone else to show up as like clap for you, but you're there. You're there to support yourself and and, and keep going. So that's that's the advice that I would give.
0: Amazing. I agree with you 100%. I have nothing to add, except perhaps that the book Atomic Habits is also quite interesting when you're interested in, you know, building those habits. And one more thing I'm curious about, because, well, you seem to be so into this that I want to keep going with this. So you talk beautifully about like how you can like add a thing and then change things. So I'm curious, what's your next step in your routine? Like, is there anything you want to change or add? Like, what's what's on your mind there?
1: Well, I think that the morning routine, love it. Ten out of ten, like, like I'm really excited about the morning routine. So I, I don't imagine there's too much at this point that I want to change One of the things that I think I would like to start doing is a wind down routine. And I've, I've talked to different people about this and, and this is something that I think would also help a lot is like kind of the, the coming out of a day, not just coming into And I, and I think there's an art to coming in and there's an art to kind of going out. So I think the next thing that I really want to get consistent on building is like, how do you come out of a day? Like having maybe like a little tea ritual, like having a tea. And so you kind of, give your body the right signals, like, Hey, we're going to wrap up for today. And then being able to, at the same time, have those moments of reflection and, and see how things went and then wind down your body and then kind of, you know, close out. So I think that the next stage is kind of doing the wind down routine. And I've, I've experimented with it a little bit. But I haven't really built the consistency as yet because I I think just some of the things that I struggle with is just like sometimes work and working a bit later and then you have engagements and blah blah. blah. So I think the biggest thing is taking my own advice and like start with one thing. Like what? (laughs) Huh? Um, But but yeah, I think I'll 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 just need to like commit to one thing and then I can like build a build a more consistent evening uh, wind down.
0: Beautiful. I'm so with you. I've had this on my to do list for pretty much a year yeah. now, and I've tried various ways of trying to get into it. Same with you, like choose one thing. But I think it's it's harder. You know why for me it's harder? Because the beginning of the morning is a very clear starting point. You get out of bed right. and that happens every single day. And that's what you build your habits on. But in the evening, you need to make a decision. There needs to be a point where you go like, now I'm going to start with this winding down routine, which is a lot harder because nothing happens, you know so yeah i've tried the tea thing i've tried listening to music i've tried meditation but meditation in the evening is really hard for me it's so different from the morning so, yeah, I'm really curious what will evolve for you, and we can we can keep in touch about this because i'm I'm also struggling with this, so
1: and, and I think what's interesting is the cues, like being able to have the because to your point in the morning, you know exactly like what the cues are. what's the impetus to take the next action, and in the evening, then you having to to make decisions, and I think often, where things can be more difficult or challenging for ourselves. is like when we're given the choice of like how to make decisions, there's some things like, you know, if I set the alarm, I don't have to like figure out, like, am I going to make that decision again? But within the course of the evening, when you have other activities and a bit more stimulated when to decide to make that decision, I think can be. Exactly. Can be a bit challenging question I have for you. How have you explored building habits? Like, what has it been like for you?
0: I'm just going to repeat you, basically. I think I think what you did is spot on. And I think I did the same thing, uh, starting small, trying one step at a time. And then especially the habit stacking, mm-hmm. like adding habits to an already existing habit is way easier than just trying to randomly put new habits into place. Um, the other thing that I tried is using uh, what they call trigger action points. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to remember, like every time, for example, when you touch the doorknob, you know, and you try to make that a, a marker. And then, you know, when you touch the doorknob, you can remember, did I bring my umbrella or something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. And that becomes kind of like a, an automation almost in your brain. Like if you do that for a while, then after a while, your brain will automatically have that thought when you touch the doorknob. Uh, that's also something I've used, but that's more situational for during the day. Right. It's, it's more about like, like you said earlier, like trying to build that awareness throughout the day. And the morning routine is a great way to kickstart that and to, to have that momentum. But then still during the day, you kind of need reminders or like little things and trigger action points for those can be, can be quite great.
1: Do you have favorite habits? Like, are there particular things like, ah, I love, you know, I love this habit that I have?
0: Well, right now I have to say the, the habit that I really enjoy having built is just being kind to myself. Mm. Like whatever happens, I feel, you know, sometimes I I don't know, I I spill a cup of water or I bump my foot into the cupboard or anything like that. And that used to be something that was stressful for me because I would react to that quite violently like, oh, I'm so stupid or, you know, something like that. But now having built this habit of reacting about things with kindness, it's just so beautiful because something happens and I just go like, oh, this thing happened. Mm. And that's okay, you know, I'll, I'll clean it up. And there's, there's no difference in the external world. I do the same thing. I, you know, the, the water spills, I mop it up. But in my internal world, it feels so different. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful place to be in. And I think that's one of the most rewarding habits that I have built for myself.
1: Oh, that? that's something I have to experiment with.
0: Like. <laughs> cool. Maxwell, I have one more question for you before we head off and that is you seem to be really on top of things when it comes to your relating to self well done seriously but i wonder is there anything that is still particularly difficult for you
1: yeah i would say to give context i think that there are days when i look at how i've done and i and i can say i'm really proud of how i showed up today and there's other days where i know that i could have definitely done better so i think that's always a being able to know that even on the days where you haven't done your best, like even showing up, you made the attempt. In relating to myself, I think the thing that I'm struggling with and I'm I'm working on now still is a lot of uh, about like developing meaningful relationships uh, with other people. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that is hard for me And that I think what I've enjoyed over these years is like getting to know myself. And that's been really nice. Like really taking the time to like, get to know who I am and, you know, how I ended up as this version of myself. And then bringing that into intimate or closer relationships, whether it's friends with partners, I think that that is where I have struggled a bit is because then there's a lot of things that you only discover when you're interacting with other people. And so a lot of the self knowledge is great but how are you in context is also very important. And that's another layer. And there's another space in which you know you need to explore uh, because that's the only place where things appear. And I, I think, um, yeah, a friend of mine was giving me really, really good advice. It's like, there's only, actually this is my aunt. My aunt was giving me really good advice. It's like, there's only so much work you can do on yourself. And then there's some work that you can only do with someone else. And so learning how to be a good partner, like that's something that, requires a partner for you to do that, you know, or learning how to be a good friend. Like it requires you to be in friendship to learn what the right things are. And so a lot of what I'm working on now is like kind of uh, understanding, like I just went recently through a breakup. So understanding, yeah, what could I have done better? Like, how could I have showed up better? Also, sometimes it just takes time. It takes time for I think this is the element of the storytelling that's very important. And where some of these habits can be useful tools for reflection, some of the stories that we tell ourselves are either untrue or biased or incomplete. And I think that that's that's something that I've realized. And so when you have these different tools for reflection, like the journaling and the meditation, you can then look at some of these things. Sometimes in retrospect, hopefully you can catch them in the moment. But what I, what I want to do a better job of is being able to kind of show up as a better version in some of these, these areas that require more than just myself. So that's the work.
0: Beautiful. I hear you. I want to say two things about that. One, that reminds me of this saying that people have, something like, you know, if you think you're enlightened, go visit your family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's kind of like... <laughs> and then the, the second thing is that, yeah, I've been toying with the idea of like having a season two of the podcast mm. which then maybe would be about relating to others because <laughs> there is so much that needs to be said there and i think those things are very related that's kind of like my whole perspective here with relating to self is that i can never expect others to treat me better than i can treat myself and same the other way around i can never treat others better than i treat myself either because that's kind of like the standard that i have and so yeah i think once i've worked through let's say um, a lot of the stuff that i'm going through with relating to myself i definitely want to start thinking more about like relating to others from that perspective and then hopefully also have conversations with people about that i think that's going to be super interesting maxwell i'm gonna ask you back in my second season yes. to talk about how you have improved your relationship with others <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I would love to kind of share that, and yeah, and learn also, you know, more about you know how you've you've done it. I think what was interesting, you know, maybe we, we tag this onto the next podcast. But how have how has some of the things that you've learned about relating to yourself translated to some of the relationships that you have with others? Because I think just looking at where I am now, just like making that crossover to those different spheres in our life, I think also is worth talking about and then exploring a bit more.
0: Absolutely, great. Maxwell, thank you so much. Before we go, is there something you want to share with the audience? Like, can they follow you somewhere? Is there something that you have to give to them?
1: Absolutely. Like, uh, I think the biggest thing that would be helpful is just uh, follow Telescope Studios on Instagram. So it's Telescope Studios, all one word, uh, lowercase. And then you actually kind of keep tabs on some of the projects that we have going on. And other than that, I write occasionally through a platform called uh, Defining the Next Decade. So That's also, you can find that online at www.definingthenextdecade.com. And there you can always find interesting conversations that we kind of curate. So I think those are the two places that if people want to find out more about kind of what we're working on or what I'm working on, I am located there on the interwebs.
0: That's great. I will make sure that we post the links in the description of the podcast so people can easily find them. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Maxwell. This was a delight.
1: I so enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for having you. Any Anytime that you want to just talk about stuff, let me know. <laughs> I
0: cool. I have one more thing for people who are listening right now. Something we've started to experiment with. If you have any questions, whether it's for me or for one of the guests, feel free to email us and we will address those questions. The email address you can reach us at is stella at relatingtoself.com That's S-T-E-L-A at relatingtoself.com. I look forward to hearing your questions. Ciao. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to the podcast. You can also read more of my thoughts on Twitter. I will post a link in the description. And if you are interested in improving your relationship with yourself, please subscribe to my email list at relatingtoself.com. I will then send you meditations, rituals, practices, and more of these beautiful conversations. Thanks.